0: Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I am Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. It is day 655 and we are here in Luke chapter 8 and we're continuing in this packed gospel. Each chapter uh, has so much rich content and we really get to see Jesus very clearly throughout this gospel. Let's pray and ask the Lord's help as we dig into this chapter together today. Father in heaven, Your word is perfect in every way. It is complete. It is sufficient for us to trust you, to know you, to walk by faith with you. Father, help us to walk in your ways. Teach us from your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Luke chapter 8. Soon afterward, he went on through cities and villages, proclaiming and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with them. Also, some women, who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out. And Joanna, the wife of Cusa, Herod's household manager. And Susanna, and many others, who provided for them out of their means. And when a great crowd was gathering, and people from town after town came to him, he said in a parable, A sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell along the path, and was trampled under foot, and the birds of the air devoured it. And some fell on the rock, and as it grew up it withered away, because it had no moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it. And some fell into good soil, and grew and yielded a hundredfold. As he said these things, he called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And when his disciples asked him what this parable meant, he said, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God, but for others they are in parables, so that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. The ones along the path are those who have heard, Does not mature. And as for that in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart, and bear fruit with patience. No one, after lighting a lamp, covers it with a jar, or puts it under a bed, but puts it on a stand, so that those who enter may see the light. For nothing is hidden that will not be made manifest, nor is anything secret that will not not be made known and come to light. Take care then how you hear, for to the one who has, more will be given, and from the one who has not, even what he thinks he has will be taken away. Then his mother and his brothers came to him, but they could not reach him because of the crowd. And he was told, Your mother and your brothers are standing outside desiring to see you. But he answered them, My mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. One day he got into a boat with his disciples, and he said to them, Let us go across to the other side of the lake. So they set out. And as they sailed, he fell asleep. And a windstorm came down on the lake, and they were filling with water and were in danger. And they went and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. And he awoke and rebuked the wind and the raging waves and they ceased and there was a calm he said to them where is your faith and they were afraid and they marveled saying to one another who then is this that he commands even the winds and the water and they obey him then they sailed to the country of the garrisons which is opposite galilee when jesus had stepped out on land there met him a man from the city who had demons For a long time he had worn no clothes, and he had not lived in a house but among the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him and said with a loud voice, "'What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me!' For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many a time it had seized him, he was kept under guard and bound with chains." and shackles, but he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the desert. Jesus then asked him, What is your name? And he said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. And they begged him not to command them to depart into the abyss. Now a large herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside, and they begged him to let them enter these. So he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and drowned. When the herdsmen saw what had happened, they fled, and told it in the city and in the country. Then people went out to see what had happened, and they came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had gone, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And those who had seen it told them, how the demon-possessed man had been healed then all the people of the surrounding country of the garrisons asked him to depart from them for they were seized with great fear so he got into the boat and returned the man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with them but jesus sent him away saying return to your home and declare how much god has done for you and he went away proclaiming throughout the whole city how much Jesus had done for him. Now when Jesus returned, the crowd welcomed him, for they were all waiting for him. And there came a man named Jairus, who was a ruler of the synagogue. And falling at Jesus' feet, he implored him to come to his house, for he had an only daughter about 12 years of age, and she was dying. As Jesus went, the people pressed around him, and there was a woman who had had a discharge of blood for 12 years, And though she had spent all her living on physicians, she could not be healed by anyone. She came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment, and immediately her discharge of blood ceased. And Jesus said, Who is it that touched me? When all denied it, Peter said, Master, the crowds surround you and are pressing in on you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me, for I perceive that power has gone out from me. And when the woman saw... That she was not hidden, she came trembling, and falling down before him, declared in the presence of all the people why she had touched him, and how she had been immediately healed. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. While he was still speaking, someone from the ruler's house came and said, Your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher any more. But Jesus, on hearing this, answered him, And he directed that something should be given her to eat. And her parents were amazed, but he charged them to tell no one what had happened. That is Luke chapter 8. And again, we have a jam-packed chapter here in Luke's gospel. Lots of good things to see here, so we'll just walk through it section by section briefly. First, we're told something very unexpected for the ancient world uh, the context in which Jesus lived, Jesus did a lot for women and their status in the ancient world. And one of the things that he did was to allow women to follow him, to learn from him, and to support him. Now, they didn't necessarily travel with him from town to town, but they they did go with him at times and in places, and they also hosted the disciples in their home, and they supported Jesus and the disciples out of their means. Mary Magdalene, Joanna, the wife of Cusa, Herod's household manager. So she was definitely a woman of means. Her husband managed the household of King Herod and Susanna and many others. And so these women have been given a status. There are women in the genealogy of Jesus in Matthew 1. There are women who are recorded as sitting at the feet of Jesus and learning from him. Mary in the story of Mary and Martha, very unheard of for a respectable Jewish rabbi in Jesus' day. And there are women who go with Jesus, who support him, and who were touched and healed by him. And we have a woman with an issue of blood who's healed in this chapter as well. For a woman who has an issue of blood, that is a deep, deep shame that makes her unclean, but is also deeply shameful for her as a woman. And... She had this issue of blood for 12 years and she touched the hem of his garment and Jesus healed her. So Jesus elevates the status of women, giving them dignity, affirming their worth and value in God's eyes, welcoming them in to the community of believers following him. Then Jesus tells a very centrally important parable. The parable of the sower is a centrally important parable. It's recorded Um, in Matthew and Mark um, and it is so vital to understanding gospel truth and the, the gist of it is this we don't have time to get into super detail the gist of it is this God's Word goes out the gospel is preached and proclaimed by a pastor in a church preaching a sermon by you sharing the gospel with a friend of yours by an evangelist who's addressing a crowd If the gospel is preached and the word of God goes forth, it falls on four different types of hearts. Hearts that are hard by Satan, and Satan steals that away. Hearts that are enthusiastic but shallow, and they respond with joy, but they give up when persecution comes or when things get difficult. They want to follow Jesus as long as it's easy. This is uh, Mr. Pliable in the Pilgrim's Progress. He gets to the slough of despond and turns around and goes back because he only wanted to go to the celestial city if the way would be easy. And then there's the thorny soil, where the thorns grow up and choke. Those are those who love the world and love the riches of the world and the pleasures of the world, and they just can't they can't surrender the creature comforts to really grow uh, earnestly in the Lord. And then there's a fourth type of soil that grows uh, the seed and yields a hundredfold. And what's important to note here is that And Jesus, in telling these parables, makes it very clear why he's telling the parables. And that is that he is making a distinction between those who are being told the secrets of the kingdom of God, the disciples, versus those who are only being given the kingdom of God in parables so that they cannot understand. So many times people say, oh, Jesus told parables because he wanted people to be able to understand his message. He actually tells us the exact opposite. He told some of these parables so that only the Holy Spirit could help you understand the message. Here, this is before the Holy Spirit comes to uh, illumine all hearts and to abide in all believers. And so Jesus gives us an explanation. But this is the Word of God, when it comes, brings a judgment. It brings A division between those whose hearts have been prepared by the Holy Spirit to receive the word by faith and to bear fruit. That is the work of the Holy Spirit to prepare the heart to receive the word and bring forth faith. How do people come to true and saving faith in Jesus Christ? By the work of the Holy Spirit, through the word of God being preached and shared with them. That's it. Otherwise, they may make an emotional response. They may even make an intellectual response. But if their hearts are not prepared, and if the Holy Spirit is not the one working, that will die away under persecution or be choked out by the world. Only the Holy Spirit can prepare our hearts to receive the word with true and saving faith and can save us. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Now, if we've been saved, we've been given the light of God, and we are made the light of the world. And we need to make sure that we don't hide that. We need to shine that light into the darkness because we've been given a treasure from God and we need to take that treasure and display it to the world, trusting the Holy Spirit to bring those whom God has chosen to salvation. Jesus' mother and brothers being present makes it clear that we don't come to salvation simply by family connection. You may be the child of a pastor or the sibling of a pastor, You may have Christian grandparents, you may have Christian children, but that family connection doesn't save you. Jesus' own mother and brothers, before the Holy Spirit changed their hearts and gave them true and saving faith, which happened sometime after the resurrection, before that happened, even even being the biological mother or the biological half-brothers of Jesus doesn't make them saved. They are not those who hear the word of God and do it. Who are those who hear the word of God and do it? That's what we should think. It's not, it's not in of ourselves. Who are those who hear the word of God and do it? Only those prepared by the Holy Spirit, whose hearts are prepared and who have the saving faith that is a gift of the Holy Spirit. The rest of this chapter is showing us Jesus as the Lord over um, nature, demons, disease, And even death. So this is the extent of Jesus' kingly authority as the king. Can he rule over nature? Yes, he calms the raging sea and he rebukes the disciples who wonder who is this that he commands even winds and water? He's the Lord of nature, is who he is. He's the Lord over demons. Even a legion of demons, a legion is like thousand, right? A legion of demons, they have to obey Jesus because he's the Lord over the spiritual realm including all demonic authorities and so he triumphs over them he's the leader over disease the woman with the issue of blood for 12 years is healed by touching the fringe of his garment jesus knew who she was and jesus knew jesus intentionally healed her he speaks in this way because he wants he wants her to be drawn out and shown to the crowd he wants her To step forth and tell her story. That's why he acts that way. He's the Lord of disease. And finally, with Jairus' daughter, he is the Lord even over death. Jesus is Lord. Closing application for us today. Are you afraid of something? Are you anxious about something? Something weighing heavily on your heart and your mind. Jesus is Lord over it. Is it someone's salvation? The Holy Spirit brings people to salvation when He prepares their hearts to receive the word and then causes that word to bear fruit in their hearts. Is it natural things, like the things that out in the world that seem beyond our control? Jesus is the Lord of nature. Is it disease? Is someone you love sick? Jesus is the Lord of disease. Does Satan really seem to be attacking you and your family and harassing you? See, Jesus is the Lord, even over demons. Has someone you love died? Jesus is the resurrection and the life. He's the Lord of life and death and resurrection. We can always trust him. And we should always honor him and follow him. Because he is Lord of all. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior, who is indeed Lord of all. We praise you for him. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks for joining me for Luke chapter 8 today. Tomorrow we're going to be back in the book of Esther. Esther 3 and 4 is on tap for the next couple of days. Hope you can join me for that wonderful book. Have a blessed day in the Lord.